Hello guys, welcome back to another episode of Unfiltered with me, Lindsay Hughes. I'm pretty freaking excited for this episode because it's going to be unlike anything I've ever talked about on the podcast so far. So welcome to the episode that I open up about psychedelics and my experiences. I'll just open it up with a few opening thoughts. I have used psychedelics um, here and there since I was 19, and that is something I was not comfortable sharing on, you know, my YouTube channel, my social media for a very long time. And that is mostly because it is not very accepted to talk about those things on YouTube. And what I mean by that is not that it necessarily wouldn't be accepted by you know, my audience, I do think that my audience is very open-minded, totally gets me vibes with me. Um, I think it's more that it's, it was, it's mostly more that it's not, you know, brand friendly, advertiser friendly, YouTube family friendly and all of those particular things. So what I was so excited about creating a podcast this year was having this really open space, no limits to talk about whatever I want. Being someone that wanted to open up about these things on YouTube and I would kind of like loosely hint at experiences I've had in certain Q&A videos and things like that in the past few years, but I haven't been able to, you know, like for example, if I made a whole video about on YouTube called like my trip experiences, like my shroom experiences, my LSD experiences, like that first of all would just never be monetized. And also it could result in strikes to my YouTube channel and brands coming on and seeing that and be like, Oh my God, I'm never going to work with this girl. She makes videos about LSD. You know what I mean? So I'm going off right now. I, I didn't necessarily mean to do that. That's just why it's so exciting to have this platform as well as my Patreon where I make videos about this too. Um, Also, I feel like I want to open this up with a few things. So just bear with me, you guys, while we're kind of starting off this episode. I'm so excited to get into it and answer you guys' questions and really just be super open and honest about this topic because it's just something that like has been a part of my life. Hopefully you guys are listening with an open mind. Obviously, I don't think you would come on and listen and like click on this podcast episode unless you had interest. Um, Either in just hearing about this and never, you know, trying any sort of psychedelic. I mean, of course, just hearing people's experiences is can be so eye-opening, interesting, fascinating, or I don't know, even just entertaining. Or maybe you guys, you know, can relate to me and have had some of your own experiences and it's nice to be able to hear someone talk about it. So I feel like, you know, I do listen to a few podcasts that will, you know, occasionally open up about psychedelics and substances and things like that. But I do feel like it's something that, especially coming from like the lifestyle and beauty guru space on YouTube, like it's just not something that a lot of people are sharing. And of course, like for probably the exact same reasons is why I won't really be sharing these things on YouTube, you know? But I do think that probably a lot of people have had not necessarily experiences with only psychedelics, or particularly psychedelics, but I think a lot of people have or are very curious about different substances, psychedelics or not. Like, you know what I mean? And it's not talked about that much. Like it's even kind of hard to find that much information, even on like streaming platforms and 
Netflix and things like that. I mean, Netflix just this year released their psychedelic documentary just a few months ago. And I mean, honestly, I don't know if Netflix ever had anything like that before. I do think that the world is becoming a little bit more accepting and at least more, um, what's the word, like (laughs) opening their eyes a little bit more to um, people experiencing different types of benefits from things like psychedelics and also from things like MDMA being used in therapy or with things like PTSD or different things like that. So, you know, of course, I want to say like prefacing this episode before I get into any of my experiences and my own thoughts. Obviously, you guys know, (laughs) I think I make this clear often that anything I talk about on the podcast is, of course, just my opinions and my experiences. So that's just a fact right off the bat, okay? But beyond that, I do encourage you guys to do your own research, make your own decisions. So I never want to try to influence somebody's opinion one way or another way about um, a particular substance. That's never my goal. My goal is to open up so other people can have access to this information and experiences that normal people like me have had. So please, as you guys are listening to this episode, please just keep in mind that, of course, the I'm only speaking from experiences that I've had. Also, I don't necessarily want to make this episode to be like, I'm very, very knowledgeable on all things psychedelics just because I've had, you know, a few years of experiences. Like, I just want to come from a place of like, this is what I'm sharing because I think it's very interesting for me and fun to hear stories like this, to hear experiences that normal people have had, like even watching that psychedelic documentary on Netflix and hearing all these like celebrities and actors and actresses and comedians talk about their psychedelic experiences. Like I was just so happy that normal people, I mean, you know, celebrities in that film, but they are still normal people. Okay. Like there's still people that we all probably, some of us didn't know that maybe, you know, this person experienced like ASAP Rocky talking about his LSD experience. Like I was just living for it. I'm like, people need to talk about this stuff more because so many people are having these experiences. So that's my opening spiel for this episode. I kind of just wanted to say something before we just dive in. Before I get into the straight psychedelic talk, y'all, I wanted to shout out our reviewer of the week. And I think her name's Audrey because her username is odd, A-U-D, like oddball32. Pretty creative there, oddball, but (laughs) A-U-D. And this review honestly made me almost tear up a little bit because it's kind of like a deep one. She titled it, finally, someone who isn't afraid to get unfiltered. I have been a longtime follower of Lindsay since her pink bedroom days in Georgia. When I found out she had started a podcast, I was super eager to listen. I started listening after the pandemic hit and I was in a really low place. But Lindsay talking about her experience with her breakup and dealing with a toxic relationship really made me realize that I was also in a toxic relationship that needed to end and ultimately gave me the push I needed to end my almost four year toxic relationship. Listening to this podcast every week made me feel less alone through my breakup, and it was honestly so reassuring to know that other women and people out there were feeling the same way as me or struggling with similar topics. Thank you, Lindsay, for this podcast. I get so excited every Monday morning to go on my morning walk and listen to you. Audrey, reading this today, it just, it really hits me, and it makes me feel like 
all the reasons I wanted to start this podcast, but for so long I told myself, everyone has a podcast, Lindsay, don't launch it. It's not going to be anything special. It's not going to be anything crazy, whatever, whatever. And then I finally was just like, yeah, but I do want to talk about shit and I'm going to do it anyway. So this just makes me be like, it was all worth it all the time that I overthought this and you know, the time that I put in every week editing and producing the podcast, sharing my experiences like that. It really is to let anyone out there know like, Hey, I wasn't talking about this for a really long time while it was happening to me, but this is what I have experienced. And hopefully sharing it is helpful to some of you like this. I'm so appreciative of all of you guys that take the time to write a review. So if you want to be the reviewer of the week and get a shout out next week, you know what to do. I think you guys know what to do. If you've been listening for a few weeks now, Apple podcasts app, baby, scroll to the bottom and leave a quick review for unfiltered. And you might be the reviewer of the week next week. Honestly, there's a pretty good chance. So I kind of wanted to say I've usually been doing in my intros a weekly catch up and then the bops and flops of the week. And I do feel like it's getting a little bit repetitive sometimes to do both of them because sometimes I'll just talk about the same things overlap kind of in the weekly catch up and the bops and flops. To be completely honest, not that much changes week to week unless something really major happens. I'm probably not going to do the weekly catch ups that much unless I really have something to like update you guys on or something I uh, that like prominent that happened that week but I am going to always do my bops and flops of the week because I think it's really fun and it's nice to just kind of reflect on the highs and the lows so let's go ahead and get into our bops and flops of the week My flops of the week are, I'm sure a lot of you guys who live in, um, you know, California, Oregon, Colorado, Idaho, uh, I mean, I know there's Salt Lake, like all the, and other states too, um, are experiencing the wildfires as well as the smoke from the wildfires. And it just makes me really sad. I know that wildfires happen all the time. They happen every summer, but It's just so sad when you actually think about like how powerful they are. And it's so crazy that I live in like freaking Boise, Idaho and the smoke from California and Oregon has come over here and literally stayed. It's come all the way over here and it's stayed over here for like a week. The smoke has been here. It's kind of starting to clear out, but I mean, I'm not even in like the freaking heart of it. You know what I mean? Like I'm not in Northern California, so my heart goes out to anyone that may be affected by these wildfires, knows anybody that's affected. I'm not struggling. I'm fine with some smoke. I'm just using this as a flop because it makes me really sad to think about just the earth mother earth burning as well as many other fucked up things that have happened to mother earth. Um, you know, but we won't go off on that today. So that's a flop of the week. And also, I don't know if this was related. There was just some fucking like monsoon here yesterday and it was so weird. It literally rained for 10 minutes and it just like was one of those really fucking wind gusty like 10 minute periods where everything on my balcony like flew up the rug that is like on my balcony literally was like a magic carpet and flung up like two feet in the air it was 
seriously insane. I'm, I mean, I'm lucky it didn't blow away. There's like something on the corner holding it down. Anyway, this fucking random ass monsoon was so powerful that it knocked over like two pots that my plant is in and they just shat. I just watched it like out the window shatter from this giant wind gust. It happened so fast. And then like I ran out there and like got all my candles and other plants and was like bringing everything in my house to try and save it. But yeah, we lost a couple plant pots, <laughs> but the plant is okay. Anyway, I don't know if that's like a strange flop, but that's the one that came to my brain today when I was thinking of flops. <laughs> and now let's get into our bops of the week. My first one is that it's officially Virgo season, baby. I know a lot of you guys are fellow Virgos because I talk about astrology uh, pretty often, honestly. Um, so yeah, I, I, it's so weird because I keep like forgetting that my birthday is coming up because I genuinely like I am one of those people. I do not care about my birthday. Like, yes, obviously I really appreciate people like going out of their way to wish me a happy birthday. And I do, you know, obviously appreciate getting happy birthdays and things like that. Never the person to like throw myself a party. Like, I don't remember the last time I like did something that I planned for my birthday. Like I'm not one to like plan a birthday dinner or like all this shit. Like if somebody wants to do that for me, like my parents or a friend, I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. But honestly, I just never have big birthdays. So, but the reason I'm excited for Virgo season is just to be in my element. Like I'm feeling so fucking good. I just feel like I'm in a really good place. And I don't know, obviously whenever, if you're into astrology, whenever it's your signs season, I feel like you just feel like, hey, it's my time. Like, bye Leo season, hi Virgo season. <laughs> anyway, I don't know if that's like a silly bop, but that's one of my bops. My next bop is that somebody I haven't seen in a while that I'm so excited to catch up with is coming to visit me this weekend. And they've never been to Idaho before. And um, I'm so excited just to spend some quality time and... Idaho is like a really good place to actually be right now because there's, especially in the summertime, because there's so much that you can do outside without seeing a bunch of people. And so I feel really lucky to be able to do like hot springs and hikes and um, go on like a boat and just fucking like be camping, whatever it is. Like you guys know, I've been doing a lot of that kind of stuff lately and I feel really lucky. Not only that it's summer, but you know, like that it's just easier to do outside things, but like people can come and visit me and not worry about like, oh my God, we're gonna be around a bunch of people. Like it's just me and Squirtle and the good old nature. So um, I'm really excited for that this weekend. All right, that's all I've got for you for the bops and flops of this week. Let's go ahead and get into this episode. You guys did ask me a lot of questions and those are going to kind of lead me into like different experiences and different stories that I've had with psychedelics. So that's going to be like the primary part of this episode, but I wanted to start off with just a couple things. And the first thing I feel like I want to say, and this is totally like, you know, how I feel, of course. Um, but I kind of wanted to start this off with, first of all, just like introducing certain types of psychedelics and what different ones are. Now I do want to say I'm probably forgetting a few because, there's different ways that people look at psychedelics and all that kind of stuff. But what I'm going to be talking about primarily today 
are the only um, psychedelics that I've experienced, which are LSD and shrooms. I think some people may consider MDMA a psychedelic substance. I honestly am not sure. Um, but I don't particularly see MDMA as a psychedelic. Um, I do have experiences with MDMA. If you're interested in hearing about that, I have, I think, one or two entire videos on my Patreon page talking about my MDMA experiences, good and bad, and how I feel about it now as to how I felt about it when I was you know, 18, 19, 20 years old and first was getting into it. So if you're interested in that, just because that's like a separate topic, to be honest, um, definitely go check out my unfiltered videos tier on Patreon if you want to hear about topics like that. I make regular videos in that tier about substances, psychedelics, but let's break down a few different psychedelics. So I mentioned LSD and shrooms, which are the only two I've had experiences with, but a couple other psychedelics are ayahuasca, which is um, kind of like, it, it typically, you know, it comes from a shaman, which is like this person that kind of almost this is in my words, you guys, so this is just what I have come to know from my research and my seeings, but it's almost like this person that is your guide. They they almost like bless it and give it to you in like a sacred environment. So they do a lot of ayahuasca experiences, I believe in South America, but you can also take it like in the United States. I particularly have never like searched for ayahuasca, but I will say that I would like to have an ayahuasca experience at least once in my life, but I don't feel as though I'm ready for it yet. Um, you can do your, actually what you guys should watch if you're interested in ayahuasca. Um, Chelsea Handler did this series that I thought was so fucking good on Netflix, like I think three years ago, and it's called Chelsea Does. I'm almost positive it should still be on Netflix. And there was an episode <laughs> called, or like a segment called Chelsea Does Drugs. And sh she actually had like an ayahuasca whole like trip and experience in that particular episode. And it was really like, it shows the process of like her getting it from the shaman and different things like that, like her experience. So I thought that was super eye-opening because I've never, you know, watched somebody have their ayahuasca experience. Yeah, ayahuasca is something that I would like to experience at some point in my life. And then um, DMT is another psychedelic, which I do not know that much about DMT other than I've never experienced it. And I, I really think I only have a few people I know that have experienced it. So I haven't talked to that many people about DMT experiences, but, and what I've heard from people is that you see a lot of very bright, like geometric prismy visuals. So you see a lot of visuals. A lot of people say they have like encounters with God or heaven or different spiritual beings on a DMT trip. I don't know if I want to experience DMT in my life, but I may want to experience it at least once. We'll see what happens. And the interesting thing about DMT trips, also from what I've heard, not from experience, is that I believe they only last actually a few minutes, but it can feel like it lasts hours. 
That's what I've heard. So um, once again, don't have any experience with it, but I did want to say that is another psychedelic. Like I mentioned, some people see Molly as a psychedelic. Um, That is something that, like I said, I see a little bit separately. And then I also think some people think of weed as a psychedelic. So I just want to say like, these are all, you know, things that could be in the realm of a psychedelic, depending on how you see it. But I see the main psychedelics as LSD, shrooms, and then less common ones, but still psychedelics, DMT, and ayahuasca. If I'm forgetting anything, honestly, I'm sorry, you guys. I am just thinking about what comes to the brain right now, and there's probably some other ones that I'm not thinking of right now. I also don't want anyone to take this the wrong way, but personally, I feel as though psychedelics are extremely, extremely different than certain harder drugs such as cocaine, meth, pills, heroin, um, what's another one? Uh, Crack. I feel as though those drugs are so, 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 so vastly different from psychedelics. And that can be seen in things that are going on in our country right now, such as Colorado. I don't know if it was just Denver or was the entire state of Colorado that I believe decriminalized mushrooms, which is just so eye-opening. And I think there might be other states that have done that. I need to look into these things more, but I mean, that just goes to show you like, but imagine a state decriminalizing like meth or heroin. Like, I just don't think that that would happen, um, at least not in this day and age. So I think it just kind of goes to show like the changes that are occurring and I could go on a fucking tangent about this and that's not exactly what this episode is about, but psychedelics um, for me have not been addictive. Um, It is not something, it's also not something that I would like go to a party and be like, I'm going to do acid tonight or like, I'm looking for shrooms tonight. Like, I don't know. I feel like there's certain kind of party drugs. So I'm just thinking honestly of like Coke or maybe Molly. Molly's definitely a party drug. And those are certain things that like, I just feel like are a little bit more, I mean, Coke is a pretty addictive drug. Uh, Molly, maybe to some, but typically like these this is how I feel once again. Like, I'm not gonna be like, this is hard facts right now, you guys. My experiences with psychedelics, I haven't been, you know, like, it's not something that you try and you're like, I am addicted to this. Like, I need to do acid every day. If anything, like, I feel like you you need some time off for sure. But, um, you know, I think that, of course, people can become addicted to feelings of certain things, um, a habit of doing something such as, you know, people say like, oh, weed isn't addictive, but, and I don't believe that weed is addictive, but some people, you know, have a tolerance and a reliance on smoking weed every day. As far as addiction and seeing psychedelics as this like really scary, like hard drug, um, I don't see them that way at all. And I feel as though I I never really have ever since I was like 18 or 19. So something that I haven't really done before in my episodes um, is kind of incorporating more polls into and poll results into the episode topics. So I wanted to shout out one of my queens, Steph. 
Stephanie. Um, she actually DM'd me kind of suggesting like doing more polls and making them more parts of the episodes. And I just want to shout you out, girl, because I thought this one was such a good one to do some polls on Instagram and share the results with you guys. And so I kind of wanted to get a gist for you guys and if you've done psychedelics and certain things like that. So I did three polls over on the podcast Instagram, which is unfiltered with Lindsay Hughes. So I open it up with this question. Have you ever tried psychedelics? And the results came in hot. 29% of those who answered have tried psychedelics and 71% have not. So of course, this is just the people that saw the poll, but I think that that's a pretty, you know, accurate um, result from those who listen to the podcast or at least follow it. So that breaks down to about three out of 10 of you guys that have experienced psychedelics, which I didn't really know what I was looking for. I think I thought with this poll that it would definitely be more um, saying no than yes, but this is actually a little bit different than I would have thought. I would have thought of maybe a 40-60 instead of a 29-71. So most of you guys um, have not tried psychedelics, which is definitely was interesting to me and definitely helped me you know, with thinking of what to talk about in this episode. Okay, so then I asked, if you have, would you say your experiences were positive or negative overall? So I hope that only people answered this that have actually tried psychedelics, and I hope that nobody just like put in something that had and actually had an experience. Um, you know, how trusting can you be? Because when you see that thing on Instagram, you just want to vote. You know what I mean? You just want to fucking vote. So I'm, you know, thinking this is pretty accurate. So um, would you say your experiences were positive or negative overall? of people said positive and 19% of people said negative. And then the last poll I did was if you haven't ever tried psychedelics, would you like to at some point in your life? I didn't really know the results I was expecting from this at all. So I thought it would be super interesting. And 57% of people said, yes, they would like to try them at some point in their life. And 43% of people said, no, they would not. So I thought that that was super interesting, a little bit more than half um, wanting to have the experience at some point in their life if they have not yet. So now I wanted to get into y'all's questions and I'm really excited. Um, I did want to say that there were so many good, like really good questions that I saw. And I picked, I think I picked around like 10 or 11, um, just because, you know, I really could go off on this topic, but thank you guys so much. Even if I couldn't answer your question, thank you so much for submitting it. And I think we might even, if you guys like this episode, I would be willing to do a part two and answer more questions that you guys had because you guys just had such good ones. Anyway, let's just go ahead and get into them. I thought this was a good one to open it up. And the question is, how would you describe psychedelics to someone who has a pretty black and white view on substances? So what I took this question to mean was somebody who basically just doesn't fuck with substances. I mean, I think that that's what they're saying, which live your life, like totally get it. I feel very in touch with my body when I'm having a trip, um, either on shrooms or LSD, I feel like I am super in touch with my thoughts. 
I'm also very in touch with my breathing and things like that. I don't know if that sounds weird. I feel like I can like hear myself breathe more. And, um, I also feel like you just notice little, little things. For example, like you will just notice like little traces of things. Does that make sense? Like if you're outside in nature and you're like staring at a tree, you'll kind of like notice, you know, that it doesn't look like anything's there. That's not there. You're not going to like see a fucking like random pink unicorn. If you're just staring at a tree, I mean, I don't know how much acid you would have to take to see a pink unicorn, but I've never seen things that aren't actually there for the most part. (laughs) Um, and it's more just like really cool. Like I notice when I'm starting to come up on a trip that colors are just so much more vibrant and intense. Like at a music festival, for example, if I'm coming up on a trip, everyone that's wearing like something bright or tie dye, like it will just be like speaking to you. So you just notice the little things more and Oh, how I would describe it. I should have just said this at the beginning because this is always how I feel everything is a little bit enhanced. So all of your senses are pretty much just like on high alert, especially sight and sound and touch. (laughs) Um, I would say those are the main ones. What am I forgetting? Smelling and mouth. Yeah. I would say the main ones that I feel are the most, um, enhanced are definitely sight, touch, and, um, sound, but particularly like, for example, if you're listening to music, like you're just going to hear like those little background instruments and like the guitar or like the beat of the song, you're just going to hear it very, it's going to sound different than it normally does. It's going to sound enhanced and you're going to notice little things that you don't normally notice. And I don't know if this makes sense to anyone who hasn't tripped, but without getting like into crazy, crazy detail. Like that is how I would say it. Sum it up in one sentence is everything feels a little different, a little enhanced, a little funky and fresh. And it's just a different perspective than you normally see, hear, touch, those kind of stuff. So I hope that that makes sense. All right. This is a little bit of a long question, but it's kind of like from personal experience. So I thought that it would be interesting to read. So it says, I tried a small dose of mushrooms when I was 19. I am 26 now. It was cool, but I was by myself and it wasn't super strong, so well enjoyable. I don't think I got the full effect. My boyfriend and his friends go to tons of festivals and things and psychedelics are a more regular thing for them, which I am totally cool with, but I never have participated. One time I watched a friend have a bad time on acid, a bad, bad time on acid, and now I am nervous to try it. They all claim to have these enlightening experiences on acid and DMT. I want to know what it feels like and have the experience, but I'm not sure if it's worth the hype. Wondering your thoughts. Do you think it is worth trying in a controlled environment? Will it bring on the demons? Are certain certain psychedelics more chill than others? Should I just keep on crushing my trulies and smoking my weed? Anyway, literally my favorite podcast. Keep it up. <laughs> okay, so so many questions in here, a lot to unpack, but I thought it was, you know, probably a lot of people feel similar to this. I don't know, but like, I think obviously, you know, all my advice is unsolicited, of course, but I truly think that if you're 
not feeling completely ready to have a psychedelic experience, I don't think that it's your time. I don't think someone should ever rush into, you know, doing something for the hype of it or, oh, even because, you know, maybe you're a boyfriend and a lot of your particular friends have had these experiences. Like it doesn't mean that you have to have that experience with them. I say that, but then I also am like, and I do believe that, but then I also think, you know, there's never necessarily going to be that perfect time to do anything. Like for example, things on your bucket list, if you have something on your bucket list, like skydive, but you're really scared to skydive, but you know, you want to do it before you die. Is there ever going to be a day that you wake up and you're like, I think I'm ready to skydive today. Maybe, but you know what I mean? It's like, so I do, I just want to say like, primarily what I'm trying to get across is don't feel like you have to have a psychedelic experience or try something just because really close people in your life have done it and told you, you know, like, oh, this is my experiences. I think that what's interesting is that it is so personal. Well, I think it's very important for people to share their experiences and be honest about their experiences. I also don't think that you should try to, of course, like pressure somebody into having an experience that they might not, might not necessarily be ready for. And I think that's part of everything in its own time. Everybody is on their own path. And I do think that if you want to welcome psychedelic experiences back into your life, you know, you said you had done shrooms and I actually really relate to what you're saying about not having a very strong trip, particularly on shrooms, um, but still having, you know, like a pretty good time. Like you can, and especially if it was like seven years ago, like you were mentioning, you know, it can be hard to even remember what that was like if it wasn't super prominent. So, um, If you decide that you do want to delve back into the world of psychedelics, I would just say to start really small, um, to answer your question about, are there psychedelics that are more chill than others? Um, I think it's just about taking smaller doses in the beginning and you can always add on later on if you find that you want to trip more, but my biggest, actually, I don't even think this is unsolicited advice. I think this is just good advice in general for literally taking anything, whether it's an edible, whether it's Molly, whether it's a tab of acid, whether it's a dose of shrooms, literally anything start smaller than you were told to take because someone's going to probably tell you to take a tab of acid because that's like a typical dose or an eighth of shrooms, which is an amount that is a standard dose. Just start really, really, really light. And that's something that I feel like is not emphasized enough. Like you don't have to take a whole tab of acid. You can cut a tab of acid into half, or you can cut a tab of acid into really, really, really tiny little like four pieces or six pieces. Now it's going to be pretty hard because a tab of acid is very small. If you've ever held one in your hand, they're so easy to lose. Holy shit. But I always tell people, even if it's like, if you're taking a dose of Molly at a music festival, take less than you think you're going to want to take, because this is a great part. If you want to take more an hour or two later, you can, 
you'll have the extra. You know what I mean? But if you feel like you're high enough and you definitely might take enough that you feel good, I don't want to take anymore, then you're good. And you're not going to have a really like overwhelming trip because you took more than your body, you know, was prepared for. And I honestly, like I said, I just think that's good advice in general. Um, even if it's something like an edible, don't eat the whole bag of gummies, start off with half a gummy, wait an hour or two, see how you feel. If you want to take more, you can always take more, but going too hard with anything at the beginning, especially with psychedelics, in my particular opinion, it's not the way to do it. Y'all know that I've been around the camping festival crowds for years, and I've seen so many people brag about taking 16 tabs of acid and then going into the music for the day. And I just, I really think it's an ego thing being like, look how much drugs I just took, bro. Like I was fucking tripping so fucking hard last night. I took 16 tabs. Dead ass, you guys. I've met multiple people that have just like, bragged about taking that much acid at once. And you know what? Live your life. If that is really something that you want to experience, go for it. If you feel comfortable and like you're safe in that environment, taking that much acid, go for it. But I particularly would like to take a half of a tab, which is 132 of what you took. And I will be having a great ass time. I know this isn't exactly what your question said, but um, I just really want to make that like pretty prominent and also the emphasis of anything that you're going to be taking, um, test it. There are test kits available on the internet, on Amazon. There's all sorts of like rave um, safety drug testing kits that you can buy one time and then you can use it a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of times. For example, if you're going to a festival with a bunch of people, you can, everybody can test their stuff. And I highly recommend that. Um, I want to make that clear as well. Anyway, I'm kind of going off and I got away from the question. My answer to this question is just like, you will be ready when you feel ready. Um, and if you do want to have an experience and you haven't, you know, had much experience or you've maybe had like one time where you've tripped and you want to do it again, just start light and take it from there. I really liked this question (laughs) and it is, what's the most accurate depiction of psychedelics that you've seen in a film slash music slash book? So, so many movies and TV shows get it so wrong and you just watch it and it's always the same type of thing that they try to make it look like when somebody's tripping in a movie and it's just (laughs) I don't know I'm like who's in charge of this like is the person that decided you know the editing and what this scene was going to look like like have they even ever taken acid because most of the time they just in my opinion get it wrong but one movie that I watched that I actually really related to the depiction of her trip was if you guys have seen Midsummer, um, Danny, the main character has a mushroom trip, um, when she starts her vacation with her friends and it actually, I don't want this to scare anybody because it was portrayed as an overwhelming experience. Um, the whole scene feels a little bit like you're on edge and it's not necessarily scary um that scene but it's more just 
It starts off with like they're sitting under a tree and they're coming up on their shrooms and it's like a group of them and they're staring at like, there's this shot, if you guys have ever seen it, where Danny's hand is in the grass and the grass is kind of like, her visuals are starting and the grass is kind of like growing into her hand or like she's just watching the grass kind of like take different forms and grow over her hand, if that makes sense. That, that was like a relatable visual. That was something that's like, wait, the grass in her hands are actually there. And like when you're coming up on your trip, um, acid or shrooms in my experience, like you will see little weird naturey things like that. And just, like I said, like you'll look down at your hand and be like, oh my gosh, my hand looks so different or like weird right now. Like you'll just notice little things and things will be like kind of moving and it's hard to explain it, but I think that you guys know how I know what I'm saying. If you've had, you know, a trip, but so it starts off like that. And then it actually, um, kind of escalates to feelings of being overwhelmed on a trip, which I will get into a little bit in this episode. Um, but I've had a lot of those moments because tripping, especially in a public environment, like a music festival or with a group of people, like it can be overwhelming. Not to say that like the whole trip is going to feel like that, but there can definitely be moments where, um, you feel overwhelmed or you feel, I don't know, you just, I've had a lot of those experiences. And I think that also I want to normalize that. Um, and even saying like, Oh, just because I've had, you know, a lot of those experiences during certain trips, trips last hours. And that does not mean that my trip was bad just because I had a few moments that felt particularly overwhelming, like that could happen. And then, you know, I could have, gone off to do something else that made me feel a lot better, um, and more calm. And I could have like thought of that as an amazing trip. So, um, or a really eye opening trip. So I do kind of want to just like say that I don't want to scare anybody, but, um, I bet you could watch that on YouTube, that scene. I'm not particularly sure, but if you haven't seen Midsummer, it is actually my favorite movie of the last like five years. I love that fucking movie. Um, I, it's definitely a concept. Like if you haven't seen it, it, it prepare because it's like a mind fuck movie. Like it's almost one of those that you watch it and you're like, what the fuck happened? And there's a lot to unpack from that movie, but that's why I love it. It was so interesting and it kept me on my toes the whole time. Um, but just to get back to the question, her, she had experiences like she walked over to this group of people when she was tripping and she thought that they were all laughing at her and talking about her and she like runs away and she's, it's kind of like playing this intense music. And I've had that experience so many times. Like I feel like when I'm tripping, sometimes I'll, I'll focus too much on like background noise and I'll think that people are talking about me or like, oh my gosh, a group of people's laughing. Like they have to be laughing at me because I'm on acid, but it's like, no, they're literally just laughing. So I could, could definitely relate to those kind of like experiences. And I don't know, just the scene in general, I'm not going to unpack the entire scene, but overall it was just like, she was overwhelmed on her trip. And then she ends up like falling asleep and waking up. Like, I think the next day I'm pretty sure and she's like not tripping anymore and that is the most realistic I've seen it so that's my answer to that question (laughs) my long answer 
Thank you so much to our long time sponsor on this podcast of Anchor. So Anchor is actually how I make this podcast. I wouldn't even have this podcast if it wasn't for the free tool that is the platform Anchor. So as I said, it is completely free. Anybody can make a podcast from your house, from your phone, from your computer, Anchor distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's basically everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And it actually is, you guys, I stan Anchor so hard. You can download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started with recording your own podcast. All right, so... This question is, would you rather do shrooms or acid? Also, what was your best trip and your worst trip? So I wanted to answer this because I got a lot of people ask me shrooms or acid. What do you prefer? And then also a lot of people ask me to talk about bad trips and like what happens when you have a bad trip? Have you ever had a bad trip? So I really wanted to answer this one. So um, acid or shrooms, you know, I really do go back and forth For a really long time, I would have said acid because I've had actually a lot more experiences with acid. I don't really know why, but I've probably had only, I think I've only done shrooms three to four times. In all of my shroom experiences, I haven't taken very much. Um, and I am one of those people that I, I just hate the way shrooms taste. Like I get in my head about it. Like I'm fine with being high on shrooms. Like once the shrooms are in me and I'm good, like I have a great time. I feel like I'm really, um, comparing it to acid. I feel like I'm more in my body. Uh, if that makes any sense, acid, I feel like I'm in my head and, shrooms, I feel like I'm in my body. So, I mean, I still feel like I'm in my body when I'm on acid, but do you know what I'm, I don't know if that makes any sense, but, um, shrooms bring me a little bit more down to earth and acid takes me a little bit out of earth. (laughs) Like you can get lost in your visuals sometimes. Um, if you're really tripping, I naturally want to answer acid if I'm going to pick one, but I do think that you should do your research on both. If you're trying to pick maybe one to try first. I think you should just do your research on both and people's experiences. Um, talk to different people that you may know that have tripped and, um, make your decision from there. But I did take acid before I took shrooms, but I think it was only about a three month period in between trying both of them for the first time. So, um, But to answer the question, I'm going to say acid only because I know acid a little bit better uh, and I know what to expect and because um, acid doesn't taste like shit. And in my particular opinion, I hate the taste of shrooms so much. It makes me gag, but acid tastes like nothing or just so you know. If you've never done acid, the tab should taste like nothing. If it tastes like chemicals, it's probably not acid. Just putting that out there. And then what was my best trip and my worst trip? I have one trip that's my most prominent trip, but it wouldn't necessarily be my best trip because there were periods of it that I felt very like um, overwhelmed and but 
there was also some really, really beautiful, crazy spiritual moments on the trip. So that would be, which I don't want, I could really go off on that. I'm probably going to make an entire Patreon video about that story because it's, if I started talking about it right now, it would take me like at least 10 minutes to tell the story. Um, but my best trip other than that, that was just like probably the most fun trip I can remember having in so long. It was the first year that I discovered acid. So it was probably only like my third ish, third or fourth ish time ever taking acid. And it was the, my first Bonnaroo with my sister. We went just by ourselves. And I think the first or the second day we both took acid and I had actually never experienced Wait, had I experienced acid at a festival? No, that was my first time experiencing acid at a festival. But but I do want to say that I tripped one or two times bef- before on acid before taking it at a festival. And I'm glad that I did that because I think if I had taken acid for the first time in an environment as crowded and big as Bonnaroo, I think it would have been a little bit more scary for me because you, I just would want to know what I was expecting with something before I take it out of festival. Like that's just kind of how I feel. Um, but I know that people have had their first experiences like in a public setting like that and had a really great time. So it just kind of depends on, you know, the type of person that you are, if you're more of a planner or you're more of an in the moment person. And like I said, that was my first time tripping at a festival. And I just remember having seriously the best day ever with Megan. Like everything was so funny, like little things were just making us crack up. I don't know if Megan remembers it in the same way as I do. I'll have to ask her, but just, I remember we saw like vampire weekend that day. That was one of my favorite sets. It was like the first, it was also just like the vibes of my first Bonnaroo and just being so like free. That was my first camping festival. So that was part of it too. But like experiencing this like really beautiful acid trip with my sister, like Bonnaroo has the best sunsets so that was so beautiful and like we saw Vampire Weekend throwback to like 2014 this was in 2014 and we saw Janelle Monet, and I'd never seen her perform before and I've actually never seen her perform since and we were just like mesmerized like I remember we laid down like a little tapestry or something in the grass and literally my favorite thing to do when I'm on acid at a festival is lie in the grass on like a freaking like be in the back of the crowd during the day when the sun's shining and it's really nice and you just like I just lie on like a little tapestry and the grass and I just listen to the music and just like stare up at the clouds in the sky stare up at the blue sky and just like just like enjoy the music going through my body and I don't know if that sounds weird but that's one of my fucking favorite things and if it's more of a like dancey song I can like get up on my tapestry like a lot of times I take my shoes off and I'll just dance and then I can go back to like just lying down and feeling the music and that's just one of my favorite things to do at festivals like it makes me so happy (laughs) you can't really do that once it gets really dark and then like there's not people really like sitting and lying down as much so that's why I love the daytime at festivals because you really can just like lie out a freaking tapestry or blanket and just like vibe out. Anyway, um, that is probably one of my favorite acid trips that I can remember. Um, and my worst trip, this is, I don't know if I have an answer to this. So I have had a lot of trips, like I said, mostly acid trips, and I have definitely had overwhelming 
times on trips and times that I've wanted my trip to be over and just that I couldn't mostly just that I couldn't get out of my head and like maybe something little would happen like I would for example maybe notice like oh I can't stop focusing on like my heart is kind of seem seems like it's beating faster than usual and like maybe I could like drive myself in a freaking what's it called like in a, in a negative spiral circle thinking about something like that or whatever it is like being in um being in a big crowd of people and feeling overwhelmed by like being around too many people when you're tripping sorry squirtle is itching but I, I mean, I don't know if I would qualify any of my trips as a full on bad trip, like a horror story or anything like that. I definitely think that people get super scared about that. And that's probably like one of the main reasons people don't want to have an experience with acid or with shrooms is like worrying about having a bad trip. And to that, like I would say, yes, I've had several overwhelming I think almost every trip I've ever had, there's moments that have been overwhelming, but that usually I can find a way to pass that. Um, That is not something that I'm necessarily worried about. Um, And, you know, like everyone has their different experiences and it's all about, it's really all about being in control of your thoughts and your mindset, which I do feel like I am able to do. I've, you know, been in concert environments on acid and I've felt very overwhelmed by just like the energy and just being around so many people or you know, maybe, you know, one thing could be like, maybe I'm watching like an opener for a performer that I'm really excited about and I'm tripping and I, they play a song that I don't like, or I'm like, oh my gosh, this just like, doesn't sound good right now. And that can send me into a negative spiral. So definitely just like things like that have totally happened to me, but I wouldn't like look back on any of my trips and say, I can point that particular trip out as I had a bad trip. And, you know, I think that even when I've had trips that I'm like, I wouldn't necessarily repeat that trip that could be looked at as a bad trip, or it could be looked at as just like a learning experience. Like maybe I didn't need to take acid that day, you know, and I've had a lot of time to reflect on things like that. Cause I used to take acid a lot more and I haven't taken it in, I think two years. Yeah, I believe I haven't tripped in two years, um, which is pretty interesting. So I don't really take acid very much anymore, but I do plan to have more experiences with it in my life, but I'm not necessarily in a rush to trip again. And um, yeah, I would say like I've had my fair share of trips, you know, good and overwhelming. And I've had anxious feelings for sure when I was tripping, but I'm not scared of like having a full on bad trip because I know that I know that it's not permanent. I know that whatever I took is going to wear off. I know that I have never taken too much that I'm not in control of my body and I'm not in control of like what I'm able to do to make myself feel better. And so I think having a trip plan, if you like a plan for your trip, if you have never had this experience and it is something that you find yourself wanting to do, try to just make a plan for like, what's something that 
what are some things that you could do if you do happen to get into a negative mindset or something like that that could maybe get you out of it? It can be the simplest things like maybe a playlist that you make that is all like your favorite, really happy, uplifting music. And you could put that on hopefully wherever you are. Um, if you had access to like listening to music and you could play that. And that's like the best advice I could give for being worried about a bad trip other than that like that's always going to be a worry if you've never you know you've never tripped that's going to be a worry I mean I was always worried about that too like oh my gosh what if I bad trip what if I bad trip and that's what everyone says but you have to go into it not scared you know you can be a little nervous if it's your first time of course but like I was saying earlier you know don't do a psychedelic unless you feel like you're ready to have that experience like it should be something that you're hopefully excited about and you're like this is going to be a really fun day like we're going to do all this fun fun nature stuff or whatever it is we're going to listen to my favorite music we're going to hula hoop we're going to color in books we're going to paint we're going to dance you know what i mean like just if you do some fun stuff like that and you're with people that you're comfortable with, like I do believe that even if you felt overwhelmed, you would feel comforted and you would be able to get yourself out of that. Um, but that is a really, really, really long answer to your questions. So moving on. This question is, should I microdose first or what's a good amount for your first time? So I kind of mentioned this a little bit when I was saying, I believe you should always start off light, but for your first time for shrooms, I would say split an eighth with somebody else or get an eighth and take half of it to start. That is what I would recommend as a beginning shroom dose. That is what I've taken. And I really have never felt too overwhelmed tripping on that amount of shrooms. You could start even lighter than that. But like I said, an eighth is pretty much a typical dose. Um, So I would start with half of that. And if you wanted to take the rest of them, maybe two or three hours later, and you wanted to trip more then you could. Um, For acid, I would start with a half tab. Um, And once again, this is just my particular unsolicited advice. So you can ask other people, you can do your own research, of course, but I'm telling you the typical doses um, from what I have come to understand is one tab of acid and an about an eighth of shrooms would be like one person's dose. So, but of course that depends on your weight, you know, so keep that in mind too. Um, that's what I would recommend. But of course, like I said, like do your own research, talk to, um, other people as well. I really thought this question was important to answer. I haven't really touched on it yet. So what do you recommend trying psychedelics in a particular setting party festival at home? And yes, honey, I would. So I would recommend your first time trying psychedelics, or having a new experience like that, um, a combination of nature and home if you feel safe doing that in your home. For example, like when I first started tripping when I first started tripping, I was at my parents' house and I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't want to interact with my parents while I was tripping. It would just like 
freak me out. So <laughs> me and my sister would like trip when my parents weren't home or something like that. Um, things like that. But then once I was able to trip, you know, in my own apartment without worrying about anyone that was there, you know, affecting my trip and my energy, I felt a lot more at peace and a lot more calm and a lot more safe. But my biggest like recommendation would be, um, to trip maybe in like a pretty nature place close to your home that you could maybe walk to from your house or something like that. You know, if it's just maybe like going on a little nature walk and you stop at a particular place where you can get comfortable for maybe a few hours, if you end up wanting to stay there, I mean, shrooms, I do think should be, you know, shrooms are great when you're outside, even if you're literally just in like a grass field. I don't know. If you feel like comfortable being at like a park or something, maybe you could do that. If It depends on, of course, where you live. Um, maybe like a beach if you feel like that. I would say like being around the least <laughs> amount of noise and people possible is probably what I would go for. Like I like kind of being in my little zone and I also like being with, you know, just people that I'm really comfortable with. It, it can be a little bit much to trip with people that you don't really know that well. It can just, because it is a very deep experience, you know, it's a spiritual experience and you want to share that with people that you're close with. So if it's tripping with your best friend or if it's tripping with a couple people that you're, you feel comfortable around, like I would recommend that, um, over anything, but you know, I know that everyone is different and that's just what I would like the most. So just think about the type of person that you are, who you would, you know, want to be around if you're having a new experience like that. And, um, yeah, I would particularly like to be in just some chill nature, not around anything super overwhelming, like walking around a downtown or a city or even walking around a really crowded music festival. Like you can do that stuff, but it definitely for me, like feels too much when I'm tripping and I prefer to just be in a more calm, like really relaxed, chill environment. That's a little bit more quiet and more peaceful. So that's just how I feel. And I, I mean, I wouldn't take acid or shrooms at a party. I, one time I did acid for the 4th of July, like years ago. And then, um, some of my friends were having a party and I think that I had, I had already been tripping for maybe three or so hours, but I was still on my trip, but I wasn't like tripping super hard. I was, I was kind of like lightly tripping, but definitely still tripping. And for some reason I thought it would be a good idea to like go interact with people. This was after high school. And I thought it would be a good idea to like go to a party with all these people from high school that were like just drinking on the 4th of July. And it was not the vibe. Like once I got there, I just felt so overwhelmed. I was like, why did I think this was a good idea? Like I'm literally on acid at this party, like, and everyone's like on their drinking vibes. You know what I mean? I'm not a person that likes to be around drunk people when I'm tripping. I think it's a very different vibe. And I know some people like to like drink and then take like a psychedelic or some people like to drink when they're on acid or something like that. Um, I've never really had an interest in that. I like to just drink. <laughs> drink water, honestly, but I know that every, you know, everything for every, everything's different for everyone, but I've never been like a drinker when I'm tripping. I, it just doesn't appeal to me for some reason when I'm tripping. That was not a good like vibe. I don't think I've ever been to a party on psychedelics since then, because I was just like, this is way too, 
too much. I think we stayed for like 45 minutes. It was me and my friend. And then we were like, let's go home and just like, cause she was tripping with me. And we were like, yeah, this was too much. Like, let's just like get an Uber home and just freaking <laughs> go chillax. And I was much happier once we left the party, honestly. I did get a couple questions that were along the lines of, have you experienced an ego death? And I actually have not. So I don't have much to say on the topic other than the fact that you can definitely look up, you know, if you're interested in hearing about an ego death, I would recommend just hearing about it from someone who actually has experienced one because I can't really give any information. So, you know, you could look up a YouTube video of someone maybe talking about their ego death experience, or maybe you could find something on Reddit or something like that if you're interested in hearing um that I I just don't really take amounts of psychedelics that could I don't believe lead me to that point I've never taken more than two tabs at once and that is like the most I've ever tripped so not to say that I couldn't have an ego death on two tabs of acid but I don't take these like very um high doses of acid or mushrooms to want to experience an ego death but I do think you know if it happened it happened I would definitely talk about it if it happened but um that is my answer are there psychedelics that are safe for people with mental health issues so I got this question and I also got um a question about like should you trip if you have anxiety So I just want to say um, that I can really only speak for myself. So I would never, like like I said, if someone has anxiety, doesn't have anxiety, has mental health problems, doesn't have mental health problems, I would not advise them to take or not take acid. So I don't think that's a great answer to this question, but I'm just saying like, I think deep down you should just ask yourself like, do I want to have this experience? And if you feel like the answer is no, then it's not your time. You know what I mean? And maybe, maybe you, there are so many people, I would say most people live their whole life and never experience a psychedelic. And that is their story. You know what I mean? Like this is not something that everybody is going to be interested in. For example, some people really like sports. I couldn't give a frick about sports and I don't give a fuck. Okay. So, um, some people like experimenting with psychedelics and going to music festivals and some people would never go to a music festival in their life and would never want to take a psychedelic in their life. Just not interested. And so I think, you know, just accepting that is, um, you know, and realizing that is a great thing, like different strokes for different folks. So what, you know what, to answer your question, are there psychedelics that are safe for people with mental health issues? I would just ask yourself, you know, are you prepared slash interested to have that experience or do you, does it make you feel like you don't want to? And I would just really talk to people in your life that you may know. Um, if you know any people in your life that also struggle with similar mental health issues and have had experiences with psychedelics, once again, you could probably find that on maybe somewhere like Reddit or just trust yourself, trust your gut. If you have an interest in something, explore it. If you don't think that that's for you, then that's probably not for you. Or maybe, you know, down the road, five, 10 years, you'll be like, Hey, now I want to, now maybe I'm interested in this, but never, you know, rushing anything. Um, I think that I really want to, you know, emphasize that too. I feel like when I chose to try a psychedelic for the first time, so I was 19 and I've told this story in full on my Patreon. I have a video called my first psychedelic experience and I tell the entire story of my first trip, but 
just background, like I think I just felt comfortable. I was with a few people that I felt really comfortable with. I was with somebody that had taken acid before and was very close to me and I felt comfortable with them being there. And I said, I told myself, you know, like if they've had this experience and they've done it once or twice and you know, they're telling me about it. I feel comfortable like doing it with them in this setting. And it was very casual. It was very chill. It was one of my most relaxed trips and, um, it was fun. (laughs) It was a learning experience. There was some overwhelming parts. There was some parts where I was like, I feel like I'm in a little bit of a bad headspace for maybe an hour or two. Other than that, I laughed a lot. (laughs) I think I laughed so hard. I cried. (laughs) That's happened to me a lot. Um, tripping it, you can get the gigglies when you're coming up, especially on shrooms. Um, and I love that part. That's one of my favorite parts is just everything's funny. That's literally one of the best parts of tripping. Um, like shit that's not funny at all just randomly becomes funny. But um, I really went off on the question. <laughs> um, I think you know deep down if you know something is for you or if it might not be for you. And I would just advise to make your own decisions. I hope that wasn't a bad answer. Like I would never want to advise, you know, this is safe or this is not safe for someone that has mental health issues that I haven't experienced. So that's why, you know, I give that answer. All right. I'm going to do two more questions. This one is if you have had a bad trip, how do you get through a bad trip once you are in one? And yeah, I think a lot of people, once again, I said, I think a lot of people worry about this. And if I've had, you know, overwhelming moments, I've done different things. It depends on my environment, what I'm going to do. Like if I'm at home like I'm inside and I'm feeling overwhelmed tripping, I would probably lie down and maybe like watch some YouTube or like listen to some happy music that makes me feel good. Just something really calm. Maybe, you know, cuddle my dog, like something that just brings me kind of back to like, uh, you know what? I'm just, I'm just here. I'm doing normal, normal life things like this. I might feel a little bit weird right now because I'm tripping, but I know that like this is going to pass. Um, you could make yourself maybe like a cup of tea or something that maybe like you could drink some water and just kind of like sit and, um, ask your body, just ask your body what it needs and try to try to do that. Um, if I wasn't in a place that I could do things like that, like for example, I've definitely had these overwhelming experiences at like shows and, festivals and you know like I said maybe you know just feeling my acid really come up when I'm like standing in a crowd or something like that and there's not much that I can do um I think I if I need to remove myself from the crowd if I feel overwhelmed in the crowd I absolutely will um I think first of all I try to tell people if I'm with people I try to tell people I'm totally fine I'm just gonna go off on my own and sit sit down for a little bit so something like that like maybe I'll go sit in a hammock if I'm at a festival maybe I'll go um sit like I'll just walk away from the loudness and the crowd a little bit and I'll just go sit by myself maybe get some food or get some water if I need to like eat or drink um and just kind of like breathe and just like do something once again that brings me back down to earth like sit on the ground and just kind of like sit to myself and take a little bit of time away so things like that um you know it's going to be different from everyone for everyone but I would say like those are some of the things that I've done just trying to like calm myself down, talk to myself in my head and be like, Lindsay, you've tripped before. This is 
totally going to pass. You're totally fine. Like, look at the amazing place that you are right now. Or like, you know, something just along those lines and just bring myself back down to earth a little bit, just knowing that my trip will pass and probably that overwhelming feeling will also pass. And, um, it's, you know, it's going to be okay. Nothing is permanent. And, um, yeah, this is once again, another reason I recommend doing like taking a smaller dose because I find that if I take, you know, half a tab or, something small like that as compared to like an entire dose or multiple doses of something, I find that I am a lot less likely to have these like overwhelming moments. Damn guys, I've been going on for like an hour and a half. I could talk about this for so long, but this is the last question I'm going to answer. My voice is getting super tired, you guys. So, um, what do you think can be done to change public perception or stigma surrounding psychedelics? Yeah, there definitely is, um, you know, a stigma surrounding psychedelics. I do think that honestly, as the generations grow and our generation gets older, the older generations aren't around anymore. That sounds kind of dark, but I mean, life happens, of course. Um, and the younger generations are buying things and researching and all that. I do think that like the stigma will just eventually change over time. But what do I think that I, what do I think that can be done? talking about and normalizing the use of substances like psychedelics I think is really important so not treating these substances like oh my god this is like such a hard drug like if you try acid once your life is gonna be over you know what I mean like it's not the same thing as trying fucking heroin okay I think that that needs to be a broken stigma is that like psychedelics are on the same realm as very intense drugs such as like meth heroin crack cocaine because it is just a completely different world you know what I mean like I could go off on that but um The way that these drugs are controlled and regulated and the punishments for psychedelics, which I don't even, I know psychedelics are drugs, but you know what I mean. I see a difference between a psychedelic and a very hard drug. So um, I think that just talking about it and if you've had experiences, talk to your friends about it. Like if somebody asks you about psychedelics and you've had an experience or they want to talk to you about psychedelics and you haven't had an experience, like you can still engage in a conversation and just try to like learn, you know, either whatever side you're on, like have interest in psychedelics or don't have interest in psychedelics. I think that we can engage in conversations and like consume um, media and consume information that hopefully opens our eyes. Like maybe listening to this podcast episode today, you learned something, I don't know, or you just found this entertaining or interesting, or maybe you thought it was a total flop and you're never going to listen again. But even just making this episode is me being like, let's talk about psychedelics and make them more normal because I am just a normal gal that has had some of these experiences. And I know that a lot of people that are my same age haven't had these experiences. Apparently, according to my poll, you know, like seven out of 10 people that at least are my audience who are pretty, you know, 
not necessarily similar to me, but obviously we agree and we vibe on certain things, or I believe you wouldn't follow me. Seven out of 10 people that follow me have not had these experiences, not to say that they never will. So I think that just talking about it is hopefully beneficial and that's a way of hopefully like changing the stigma but i'd love to hear you guys's thoughts too for um you know any answers that you may have to these questions damn this was a long solo episode y'all but i had so much fun recording this i really hope that you guys enjoyed let me know if you made it until the end because damn she went off i hope that you found this interesting or you know, I hope that you enjoyed it. I do. (laughs) I'm going to leave it there. So I am so grateful for you guys. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a great week and I will see you in next week's episode. Bye guys. Bye.